Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Stay tuned for more. I'll know. Hey, this is Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to Joe... No, one more time. Hey, this is Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to Joe... Up to 73 now? That's the the report from Mr. Height. Just think, if this was a Friday, that would uh, constitute an opener. I think that's probably why Reavers is off today. He's having a Monday opener. Hey, maybe you got a kid that's thinking about attending the... um, uh, enrolling at the University of Texas in Austin. What do you got? What, what are the options in Texas? Because, you know, well, uh, there's a new program there uh, oh. called Masculinity. Get it? Masculine. Masculine and then UT, as in Masculine University oh, of Texas. Okay. Maybe you want to send your kid there. Yeah, yeah what, I, what, what do we got? That wouldn't cost you more than by the time you're done, I don't know, 100 grand, 150 Ooh. grand, maybe. What do you get to learn? What's what kind of programs are? Well, set? you get to redefine what it means to be a man. Oh, yeah. Well, I yeah. think isn't there only one defining thing? No, no, Stop. no. Is that old school? The University of Texas at Austin's Counseling and Mental Health Center claims it wants to help male students redefine gender identity mm-hmm. and develop a healthier sense of masculinity. Okay, that's well, all right. So far, so good, right? <laughs> Yes. Huh? How do we do? How do we go about what this? I'm going to tell you. Yeah, this is what I want to need. To, I need a little more information before I'm going to sign up my daughter or son. No, this is to a, go there. No, this isn't for your daughter. This is for your son. Just for the son. This is for the boys. In an attempt to transform ideas about what it means to be a man, the center has rolled out a new series of posters uh, through its masculine UT program. <laughs> the posters promote, among other things, being a man and wearing nail polish, dresses, and makeup. Mm-hmm. Okay. One poster suggests that men should wear flowers in their beards. Uh, okay. Huh? You, are you, are you, it, would, it would definitely are catch you, you. Are you down with that? I don't know if that's my jam. Some, some examples of captions on the masculine UT posters include, I don't identify as masculine. It's just imposed on my body. One way I embrace my femininity is by wearing makeup and doing my nails. Okay. Well, who hasn't done that? Right. You pushing those cuticles back a little bit? Even though I'm masculine, I can wear makeup, and I fe- and if I feel like wearing a dress, I can do that too. And it's totally fine. Huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something I've fallen in love with about being queer is that it's you. You can be vulnerable. You don't have to feel invalid in feeling strong or confident or feminine. It's much more fluid to me than any one picture of masculinity. Hmm. There's this recent trend that's been going on on Twitter called carefree black boy aesthetic, where men who are traditionally masculine have flowers in their beard. I'm glad that they're trying to expand what masculinity looks like, but I wish it went further than that. 
What does black boy have to do with that? I don't, Isn't that, uh, I don't get that reference. <sighs> Although preventing violence is a just cause, the campaign c- c- clearly promotes an LGBTQQRRMNOPQRSTUVBWWWWA <laughs> agenda. At a time when Christians are being punished for leading schools in prayer or for wearing a T-shirt with the words, just pray. Uh, other other uh, examples include an image of a male nurse saying he feels love and compassion for patients. Well, why would that? What's wrong That's, with that? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. And a man saying he learned how to define masculinity by supporting his sister instead of being someone who would tear her down. In other words, you're being a normal, decent human being. That's novel. Right, that's... The website states the goals of this program are to promote healthy models of masculinities to prevent interpersonal relationship and sexual violence on campus. At at the same time, this program was created as a resource and support for students who want to learn more about their masculine gender identities, including students traditionally understood as male. Hmm. Starting to lose me here as well as female, transgender, genderqueer, and non-binary students who embody a diversity of masculinities. Hmm. According to the program's teachings, men suffer when they are told to act like a man or be successful or be a breadwinner. Man up, come on! Here's the flaw. What's the flaw? What's the catch? Well, on the one hand, these knuckleheads in the uh, counseling and mental health center uh, want to uh, help uh, guys develop a healthier sense of masculinity. Okay? Yep. Uh, And then they say, go ahead and wear nail polish, dresses, and makeup, and put flowers in your beard, and... uh, what was the famous song for the 1960s when you went to where in San Francisco? Flowers, flowers in your hair. In your hair yeah. uh, okay. But then they say, uh, I enjoy being queer. So what you're really telling these kids is under the guise of telling you or wishing for you to explore your masculinity, we're also telling you that you'd be queer for doing so. Which is it? Right. Can't you just be a guy and you don't have See, to be I would, told? I, I, would, I would be a lousy uh, uh, member of this program because my I would probably always just pick out the wrong dress. <laughs> You're maybe a little too much rouge on your cheekbones. And I, you know, I really don't know my colors. Right. So, uh, you know, am I autumn? Uh, am I a spring right, color? Right. You know, Lipstick like, color. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'd it's, have trouble with that. Yeah, maybe you'd have the the bright red clown lips. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's not a good look for you. You might want to look. Into We've the seen that look. Un, yes, we have. <laughs> you might want to look into the unmasculinity. But don't tell me that, uh, see, something I've fallen in love with about being queer. So in other words, what they're, what they're telling you, and, and this is under the guise of the school's mental health center, uh, we're telling you that if you do this, 
you'll fall in love with being queer. So what is it they're advocating? They're advocating for you to be gender fluid and reassign yourself based on whatever whimsical nature occurs to you at that moment. That has nothing to do with understanding masculinity. Oh, is anybody down there going to push back? Is some uh, 320-pound lineman for the uh, Longhorns going to start walking around with a flower in his beard? (laughs) Some braided daisies. Here's the problem with with this insanity. And I'm very comfortable calling this insanity. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying homosexuality is insanity. I'm saying this is insanity. And here's the problem. There's there's no way that you uh, can make any scientific sense of this. You might have a road to go down saying that, you know what, the the American male uh, could could uh, stand to take a good look at uh, his own masculinity and and uh, find out if it's if it's in perspective. Right. And and that's all wise. I, I don't have a problem with that. Right. That's all wise counsel. But then you immediately leap to the conclusion that to do so would make you queer and a member of the LGBTQRRBBWABYTQRMNOPQST community. <laughs> well, which is it? Yeah. You can't have, you need to, it's like you need to declare. Men can be aware of being a man without, without buying into this BS. But they want you to buy into the BS in order to examine being a man. I, I, I'm shocked that that's coming from a university's mental health center. Right. Is that irony? I think so. How much is it there? About 25 a year? I just wasn't made for these times. Flashlight, check. Tool belt, check. Attitude, check. He's going in. Joe Suchere. <laughs> I dug it up. Oh, yeah. Who did that? Uh, Scott McKenzie. Scott McKenzie. What are you supposed to do? You... Gotta put some flowers in Listen to that quality music. This was a big hit. Yeah, it was. Hey, let's go to... Uh, Let's go to North Carolina. What do we got? Oh, wait a minute now. Since you're going to go to, are you going to go to a school? Oh, we're going to go to prison. Oh, prison. Oh, whoops. What'd I do? Well, transgender inmates are suing North Carolina prisons for the right to practice witchcraft. Witchcraft. Mm-hmm. And they're mad because they won't let them have brooms to fly out of prison. A North Carolina transgender female inmate filed a lawsuit against the prison for allegedly not allowing her to practice Wicca, also known as witchcraft, according to the Charlotte Observer. Hmm. Jennifer Ann Jasmine, 40, claimed in the suit that the prison chaplains are violating her constitutional rights to practice her religion and that the institution has refused to provide Wiccan foods for her to eat. Okay. You got your Wiccan. What food. is like a Wiccan Snicker bar? Uh, what, what do you got? Uh, uh, it's, it's oatmeal. More, it's more of a like a trail mix. I mm, think. Mm-hmm, you know? mm. <laughs> Ms. Jasmine's religion is not just her religion; it's her way of life. The lawsuit said, "This is the path which she has taken. What path got her into the 
Huskell, I wonder. Reporting is it what it used to be. Uh, Jasmine, who filed the handwritten lawsuit earlier this month, is seeking a jury trial, along with a dollar in damages from each of the prison's chaplains. What could that get her? About three bucks? Right. The lawsuit alleges that Lanesboro Correctional Institution, an all-male prison, allows Christians to worship six times a week, and Native Americans are allowed to hold their rituals three times a week. Hmm. In 2014, Jasmine, formerly Dwayne Fox, received 16 years for second-degree sexual offense. Okay, he was a bad guy. So what is, was that as a guy? That's a good question. Transgender female. Yeah. Uh, North Carolina policy states that prisons shall provide access for approved religious services or practices and pastoral care. Jasmine said she filed a request to practice Wicca. She also requested... Other items needed to practice witchcraft, including the Book of Shadows, clothing, tarot cards. Is it tarot? Tarot? Tarot. Tarot cards. The uh, T-Asylum. Tarot cards, food, a wand. Well, you got to have the wand. Well, that's that would be 101. And you have, if you're going to go witch on me, you got to have the wand. You got to have the, yeah, the hat, the Don't pointy hat. Don't you need the tall pointed hat? Yeah. A uh, wand. If you and, want to be taken seriously. And permission to light candles and a fire. The plaintiff, Ms. Jasmine, should not have to change her religion to get on the proper diet, Jasmine wrote in the lawsuit. Is she writing about herself in the third person? Yeah, but I think in prison, don't you lose some of your you know, rights? In 2015, a similar suit was filed by the inmate against Maury. Correctional Institute in North Carolina. That suit was filed using the name Dwayne Fox. Mm. See, so it, sometimes it's Dwayne and sometimes it's, what, what's her name? Jennifer Ann Jasmine. I mean, remember one of the, uh, there's a lot to remember when you're in prison. There's rules and stuff. Yeah. But one, I mean, we got it right from Shawshank. Don't let any inmates do your taxes. No, I wouldn't. Right. And then you'll, you know, you'll stay clean. You got to get her the wand, though. Yeah, you got to get her the wand. I'm not sure I'm going to let an inmate have matches for uh, fire. Um, no, but the wand. Hey, wait know, a minute, abracadabra! How did they all light their cigarettes? Uh, you know, when cigarettes were maybe you know, you, maybe you're, maybe you are allowed to have matches in prison. I have no idea. Although in today's prison, I would imagine you can't smoke unless smoke you go outside, free. huh? Hmm. I wonder what they use for uh, money. Tom. Hey, Joe. Hi. So uh, you did reference transgenderism a bit ago, right? Yes. Okay. So I have a question for you. I don't know if it's a ruling, but just something I'd like the mayor to ponder. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I'm a long-time garage logician. Mm -hmm. So uh, I've been sort of, you know, passively involved in the local comedy scene for a while, and I've regularly heard this comic speak about his son, who is a transgender female kids about i think uh, eight ten years old okay and i've always kind of rolled my eyes at it thinking you know how on earth could a kid know at this age mm -hmm. well last night i get to meet the kid mm -hmm. and joe i gotta tell you had i had no idea i would have had no idea my wife and i looked at each other and said holy cow this is a girl mm-hmm and I, I just am not sure how to square this because, you know, you and I have both looked at, you know, for instance, the former Bruce Jenner and thought, you're still a guy. Mm -hmm. But what do we do in those cases where it's pretty clear that 
there's some kind of anomaly going on where there's there seems to be something behind it. In other words, this male person you saw uh, uh, struck you so clearly as female that you're uh, you're what you're uh, you're saying go for it or what? Well, I don't even know. All I'm saying is this: this is probably a ten year old kid, mm-hmm. and my wife had no idea actually that this was a transgender boy. Mm-hmm. She she was ag- absolutely shocked when, after she met this kid, I leaned over and said, by the way, biologically male. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't even know what I'm seeking from you. It's just, it was one of those chin-scratching moments yeah. where it's like, maybe there are 0.001% of these cases where there's something behind it. Right. So right. anyway, good luck. Going to find a new babysitter, huh? Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sure there are point zero 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 one percent of the cases where it's well, and again, just just I whoever that person is, I'm rooting that they don't end up in a North Carolina prison. Yeah, just practicing witchcraft. Right, right. Then you don't have to worry about losing your. uh, If you go in jail, you don't have to. Why didn't she? uh, Why didn't the lawsuit also claim, in addition to uh, uh, food? Uh, the Book of Shadows, clothing, tarot cards, food, a wand, and permission to light candles in a fire. What about the big black cauldron? Oh, the bubbling cauldron. Ca- yeah, Gotta the bubbling the cauldron. Yep. With the, with the flame, that flame and the, the smoke. It's bubbling. The yeah, smoke you, rising. You know what? A little dry ice. Yeah, that's all you got to do. Throw a little dry ice in the bottom there. You got your wand. Bing, bang, boom. I thought it was funny that the Christians, they complain that the Christians get to go to service or pray six times a week. Yeah. I thought, well, you're... You're in prison. What else are you going to do? It's something to do. It is. I, well, you can't blame her then for wanting to go the Wiccan deal. Mm, you, got, you know, you're trying to look for things to do. Is that, is that the pentagram stuff? I think so. Mm. Yeah. Got it. You know, they're out. You, That's can, not you for can, me. can get them. That's not for me. <laughs> no, I I guess not. Say, uh, we'll be back in a moment, but now thanks to our good friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business, and Federated tops the field in that dynamic. It's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal and Your Money Now. You know, I went to see Wiccan on Broadway not too long ago. Did you like it? Yeah, pretty good show. Yeah, yeah. it's been there a while. Was there a wand? Did anybody have a wand? I was drunk. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> we are looking at a down day on the on Wall Street today. Stocks are wavering. We had some gains early today, but they have all gone away. And right now, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 105 points. The NASDAQ Composite down 45, and the S&P 500 is off 17. The fourth time was the charm for Sprint and T-Mobile as the wireless carriers finally reached a deal to merge after three previous failed attempts spanning several years. The companies will have to convince antitrust regulators that the deal won't hurt competition in the industry. Banks and credit card companies are discussing ways to identify purchases of guns in their payment systems, a move that could be a prelude to restricting such transactions. The Wall Street Journal says the financial companies have explored creating a new credit card code for firearms dealers, similar to how they code restaurants or department stores. Another idea would require merchants to share information about specific firearm products consumers are buying. I'm Bruce Vale with Your Money Now on 1500 ESPN. 
All right, thank you very much, Bruce. We'll talk to you in about one hour with a fresh report, hopefully some more positive news. Say, GLers, uh, 25th anniversary of Garage Logic has passed. If you'd like to see some of this stuff that we've done over the years, check out the Garage Logic Facebook page, or if you want to see where we might be going next, you can find out on our website, 1500ESPN.com. Click on Station Events or any type of information you're looking for. Check it all out. It's all on our website, 1500ESPN.com. Academy. Commencing Garage Logic Segment Number 8. Joe, a few clouds, and we're up to 73 degrees. The Twins welcome the Toronto Blue Jays to target field tonight. They'll open up a three-game series, uh, last three games before the Twins hit the road again for 10 more games. Twins now 9-14 and on the young season after losing two of three to the Reds over the weekend. Lance Little pitch for the Twins. Aaron Sanchez goes for the Blue Jays. Meanwhile, the Twins have recalled John Curtis, the righty from AAA Rochester. He was up for a while last season with them. He'll take the spot of Tyler Duffy, who was optioned to Rochester yesterday afternoon. Newly released documents show the University of Minnesota paid almost $300,000 to settle sexual harassment complaints related to former athletic director Norwood Teague. He resigned in 2015 after two high-ranking administrators said he sexually harassed them at senior leadership retreats. Teague apologized for what he said was his offensive behavior. The women signed separate agreements in 2016 and received settlements totaling nearly 300 grand in exchange for waiving any legal claims they might file against the university. Terms of the settlements hadn't been disclosed until the Star Tribune and the Wall Street Journal requested the information. Where did uh, Derwood Kirby ever end up? Do I, we know? I don't know. I don't Look know if up, he got Brooke. another. Uh, uh, Norwood T. Where did he, did he land on his feet somewhere? You think he uh, got another AD job I don't somewhere? Know. I don't know. That would be surprising. Uh, news notes from today. Former Republican White House lawyer and prominent critic of President Trump is running for Senator Al Franken's seat. Even though he is a Republican, he says he will run as a Democrat. Richard Painter filed paperwork with the Federal Election Commission late last week to run for the seat after exploring a bid for more than a month and announced the run this morning. At a press conference announcing his candidacy, Painter said, I tried to salvage the situation with the Republican Party for a long time. We've had for decades a departure from the fundamental values of the party and from America. Painter served as chief White House ethics lawyer to President George W. Bush. He's emerged as a top Republican critic, though, of Trump and is a frequent guest on MSNBC and CNN. His entry as a Democrat triggers an endorsement fight, potentially a primary for Democratic Senator Tina Smith, who was appointed to take Al Franken's seat after Franken resigned. There does not seem to be an update on uh, where Mr. Teague is. Uh, nothing on his LinkedIn page mm-hmm. shows me a new gig. All right. We did, well, they did. Didn't they pay out? Uh, Maybe he's panhandling. <laughs> <laughs> I think they paid him out, so he probably uh, got a decent deal to leave. Hmm. So, Well, might, that runs out eventually. Might be taking it easy for now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Bloomington police are looking for suspects after tires on cars were slashed Saturday night. Happened in the area of the 8700 block of Old Cedar Avenue. Vehicles in the Cedar Commons Apartments parking lot were hit. Bloomington police say at least 30 cars had their tires slashed, and they think there are probably more in the area that they haven't heard about. Bloomington police are looking at video from security cameras at the apartment complex. Say they might be able to get some information from those. They're also asking anyone in the area who has any more information to give them a call. I have a question about slashing tires. All right. Uh, Having never have done that 
I would. How do you? What do you do? Do you stick no a idea. knife in a tire? Apparently, I you just stab it, right? I would yeah, assume. Apparently, Those, uh, there's some. You know, they're they don't give in easily. No tires are getting harder to slash. There's, there's good tires now, is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. 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 Okay. Steel well, belted. Mm-hmm. Joe, when you were a kid, were you like me? About every month, did you have to flat and have to change it when you were eighteen or so? Nope. Never. Oh. Uh, no, I always was an adult, John. <laughs> always oh, had my wow. tires. My tires were always uh, top appropriately shape? filled with air. Rotated. Well, mine were too, but I they kept getting holes in them, and I couldn't afford well, new ones. Well, you live in North I was, Dakota. I was young. Yeah. <laughs> He'd always drive by that same construction site too, with all those nails. <laughs> yep. Kind of sorry I brought it up. Yeah. Hey, uh, you probably try- driving a gremlin or something. You, know, <laughs> you threw up a roadblock. He was trying to go down memory road and all no, the no, old all right. school. And- no. I, I do have a confession. Uh, you said I was probably driving a gremlin. Yeah. I, at the time, was driving a 64 Ford Fairlane when I kept getting the flats. Yeah. And I just kept getting the tire fixed right. and using it over and over. So every month, you know. Now, Who's the uh, dummy now? Now, the first real car I ever bought when I was 20 was a brand new gremlin. Oh, my God. Which I kept for nine months, and I had to take it in about six times. Yeah. I decided it was time to get yeah, rid of it. Yeah, that's not so, a good... And that was brand new. But so. that one was the car that had the good tires. That <laughs> I was never the had... George Jetson bubble look. Oh, that was a bad look. The Gremlin, the Pacer. Yeah. No, the Pacer's the one that had the bubble. Oh. The Gremlin was a straightforward-looking oh, okay. uh, hatchback. Sporty-looking. Yeah, I bet it was. Yeah, yeah very sporty. <laughs> yep, there you go. You're like, you're like his uh, old... riding lawnmower was sportier than that car. <laughs> You're like his uh, uh, younger brother who would, what did he have? He had a Ford or something, but he thought he had a sports car. Johnny. Oh, he had a Corvair once. A no, Corvair? but no, I mean like 10, ten years oh, no. ago. Well, he always buys Mustangs, but he gets six cylinder. You know, what's the point? A floating, does this sound like a good idea? A floating nuclear power plant. Love that idea, John. It's you like kayak your, around it. Built, like your portable parking spots. Yeah, go out there and have a picnic. Built in Russia. Has embarked on its no, then no, it's not a good idea. <laughs> has embarked on its first sea voyage, so its reactors can be loaded with fuel. The floating plant, the Akademik Lomonosov—that's what I'd call it—was towed on Saturday out of the Saint Petersburg shipyard where it had been built. It's to be pulled through the Baltic Sea and around the northern tip of Norway to Murmansk in northwest Russia, where the nuclear reactors are to be fueled. Lamonosov is to be put into service in 2019 in the Arctic off the coast of Chukotka in the Far East, providing power for a port town and for oil rigs. The project has been widely criticized by environmentalists who are dubbing it the floating Chernobyl. The John Haverkamp's a nuclear expert. He said, uh, moving the testing of this nuclear Titanic away from the public eye will not make it less so. Nuclear reactors bobbing around the Arctic Ocean will pause a pose a shockingly obvious threat to a fragile environment. So they just go and deliver stuff? Deliver. I mean, what's the point of it'll the be floating? Par- it'll be parked outside of Chukotka, the city, on the water. Where, and they'll use it for power there. Okay. It'll provide power for the town. Let's, not, uh, let's leave that to chance, huh? <laughs> Former CIA Director Michael Hayden believes the intelligence community right now is facing greater challenges than before, including from within the government. His new book, The Assault on Intelligence, American National Security in an Age of Lies, argues that a number of forces, including the current White House, make the work of intelligence officers harder but more important than ever. He, of course, ran the National Security Agency from 1999 to 2005 and led the CIA under President George W. Bush and through the start of the Obama administration. He was asked whether he believed South Korea's claim that the regime of North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un was now prepared to give up its nuclear program under certain conditions. He said he wasn't sure about that.
The jury that convicted Bill Cosby at his sexual assault retrial said its decision was only influenced by what happened in court. And the youngest member of the panel said the comedian's own words sealed his fate. Harrison Snyder said in an interview that aired today on Good Morning America that it wasn't an open and shut case. But the 22-year-old Cosby in his deposition in which he admitted giving women drugs to have sex with them was the evidence that made him believe Cosby was guilty. 22-year-old Cosby. A 22-year-old kid. Oh, I see. The guy that was on the jury. I got was 22 years old. He said, I think it was his deposition, really. Mr. Cosby admitted to giving these quaaludes to women, young women, in order to have sex with them. Snyder said of the deposition that was part of a civil case brought by accuser Andrea Constand. Snyder said he had no doubt the jury made the right decision in convicting Cosby last week on three counts of aggravated indecent assault. Please say a woman who stole a butterfly from an Ohio Botanical Garden exhibit has been arrested. <laughs> what are you in for? Yeah, I took a butterfly. What prison is she going to? Is there a, is there a Wiccan program? <laughs> Cincinnati Inquirer reports Springfield Township Police on Friday arrested 36-year-old Jamie Revis of Springfield Township. She's charged with theft for stealing a blue morpho butterfly from Crone Conservatory in Cincinnati two weeks ago. The theft was recorded by a surveillance camera, prompting police to seek the public's help in finding the butterfly thief. Court documents say police used information from an Instagram account to arrest Revis. Blue Morpho butterflies are central to, or native, excuse me, to Central and South American rainforests, have life cycles lasting about 115 days. Uh, it wasn't clear from the complaint if the butterfly has been recovered. So that's a rare uh, butterfly. Yes. Boy, it's beautiful. Rook yeah, just it's, pulled uh, it up. it's got a nice blue on it. and yeah, it's, I like a butterfly. They're looking good. I like butterflies. Like butterflies? Yeah. And they only last, what, 15 days? 115, 115 days, days, Mr. Catscan. Okay. You, you, ever, uh, you like it when butterflies land on you? Yeah. I, I, I find that, in, I don't know. It's, not, that, it's not happened very often. It, it happens on my deck on occasion. Oh. Is that mm-hmm. supposed to bring you luck? I don't know. It's just kind of, uh, it's charming. Enough. I would find it pleasant. Yeah, exactly. Beats the hell out of a tick landing on you. Yeah. <laughs> You're not kidding there. Yeah. Traffic at McDonald's restaurant surprisingly strong during the first quarter, pushing the world's biggest burger chain far past expectations from Wall Street. Comparable store sales in the U.S. where the company has struggled rose 2.9%. That measure of sales at McDonald's restaurants open for a year or more rose 5.5% globally. Uh, that's a lot stronger than what was predicted. Industry analysts had said they would grow about 3.6%, defeated it by about two points. That according to a survey by FactSet. All of this today, uh, maybe this is Bruce Vale's uh, thing more than mine, but all of this driving uh, the uh, stocks of McDonald's much higher today. Mm. Thanks, Bruce. Is uh, Dave Dahl available? Second uh, forecast of the day. Yep. Uh, just a moment then. Thank you, Joe. We're up to 73, and we have a couple sprinkles that are going to move through the metro here over the next hour. But then after that, the temps really start to uh, bounce upward. I think we'll probably see a high of at least 80, maybe in the lower 80s before it starts to cool off later on this evening. But it's not going to cool off much. Warm and more humid conditions moving in. Then after 4 or 5 p.m., 
Thunderstorms possible toward morning. I think most of the night will be dry. 60 for the overnight low tonight. South winds at around 10 to 20 miles per hour. Partly sunny thunderstorms early and late in the day. Middle part of the day should be the best tomorrow with a high of 75. Thunderstorms likely tomorrow night. Some of those could be strong and possibly produce some locally heavy rainfall. Wednesday, just some scattered showers in 66. 66 again on Thursday, up close to 70 Friday, Saturday, and into the lower 70s Sunday and Monday of next week. Another nice little warming trend as we head through the weekend. And right now it looks like a dry weekend as well. Uh, so pretty nice weekend shaping up at this point. 73 right now. Joe heading for a high today in the lower 80s. And I have the records for the day. April 30. 24 on this date. 24? In 1903. In 1903. I reversed these, didn't you I? You did. I'm sorry so about that. for a loop. <laughs> 91. 91. In 1952. In 1952. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Say, Stormy Daniels worked the pole over the weekend at Bucks Wild okay. in, uh, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Got it. People arrived hours early to get in. <laughs> she must be pretty good at it, huh? Uh, isn't she old? Yeah, yeah, what are you going to do? It says right here. Uh, hours uh, before? Hours, yeah. Who, who got there hours before? Like Strip club patrons arrive hours early to see Stormy Daniels appear in Dallas-Fort Worth. Uh, she was performing at Bucks Wild Strip Clubs in Dallas-Fort Worth. She, is, she was scheduled for two performances at the Fort Worth Bucks Friday night and the Dallas location Saturday. Ladies and gentlemen, let's mm-hmm. give a deep south welcome. Now entering the stage. Boom, laka, 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 boom. Doesn't it? Well, Here. Let's break our hearts okay. together. Yeah, hours before Bill, where are you going? Hey, Stormy's going to be down at the pole place, so we're gonna we're getting down there. Stormy's early. working the pole at Wild Bucks. I got to get down there. <laughs> <clears throat> one coin collector now knows it's always worth getting a second opinion. Okay, you're going to give me one of my stories, aren't you? Yep. After a, uh, and a frequent emailer Terry wonders the same thing I wonder about this uh, story. Where did this guy get the coin? Listen to this. Uh, he was told uh, that his coin was fake. It ends up it's not. It's valued at millions and millions of dollars. What? The man from New England who wishes to remain anonymous had shown his 1854 S Half Eagle $5 coin to other collectors. Okay. Trying to assess whether it was indeed produced by the San Francisco Mint at the height of the California gold rush. Okay. But given that only three such coins were believed to have survived, he was told that it was likely to be counterfeit. Unconvinced, he took the advice of another dealer and brought it to the Numismatic Guarantee Corporation, the world's largest rare coin authentication company. Mm. The experts there compared it to the three coins known to remain in existence. He was stunned when we informed him that it is a genuine multi-million dollar rare coin. NGC Chairman Mark Salzberg said... It's like finding an original Picasso at a garage sale. I bet they have to pick him up off the floor. It's the discovery of a lifetime, he said. Wow. Only 268 of the coins were struck at the mint. Of the three thought to be left, one is in the Smithsonian in Washington, D.C. Another is owned by a family in Texas. Hmm. And the third has not been spotted since it was stolen from the wealthy DuPont family in Florida in 1967. Whoa. Close examination ruled it ruled out it being the stolen coin. I wonder how they could tell. And it was discovered to be the genuine article after getting help from the Smithsonian, which provided high-resolution images of the piece for comparison. 
Our initial reaction on examining the coin from New England was utter disbelief that a rarity of this magnitude could still be discovered in this era. But upon seeing the coin in person for the first time, it was apparent that the coin is genuine, said the uh, Numismatic uh, Guarantee Corporation President Rick Montgomery. Wow. Yeah, I want to know how he got the coin. While there are no details of how the owner obtained the coin, he is now looking at putting it up for auction. Boris Tavrovsky, a co-owner of Oxbridge Coins in San Francisco, told SFGate that it was likely to be worth 3 to $4 million. Holy man! Jeff Garrett, senior editor of A Guidebook of United States Coins, said the 1854S Half Eagle was one of the first coins that came out of the California gold rush from the U.S. Mint in San Francisco. Okay. It's always exciting when something like this appears. It's stunning that a coin of this magnitude could come out of the woodwork, he said. Well, how did it? I have a couple questions. Yeah, first one, how do you get it? Well, first of all, yeah, how do you get it? And uh, after being told a couple of times that it wasn't worth anything, what what kept driving you to discover if it was? That's a great question. What made you not you know, shut down or not shut down? So they say there are three known to exist. It now looks like there are four known to exist. Hmm. One was stolen. One, a rich family in Texas owns. Do you have anything to do with that? I don't like coins. Those, those, uh, they make noise. Mm-hmm. You like money that doesn't make I any like noise. I like that money that doesn't make any noise. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's quieter. <laughs> One's at the Smithsonian. Uh, one's with a family in Texas. The third has not been seen since it was stolen from the DuPonts in 1967. Yeah, they make plastics. Well, whatever they do, they they had one of these coins. I meant to get to this the other day. Throwing you a nod as as the food guy. What is that? Groundbreaking research from St. Cloud State University has determined that after eating spicy food, women find their dates to be more sexually attractive. They find the opposite sex one-fifth better looking after munching a hot dish. Is this real? I'm sure it is. And are up to 28% more likely to be smitten, the UK Sun newspaper has reported. The formula is simple. Hot food equals hot sex. This scientific breakthrough inspired me to come up with a million-dollar idea for Garage Logic's own food detective. What do you got? Rookies involuntary celebrity dating hotline. For a dollar ninety-nine a minute, rookie will provide forlorn incels with recommendations for hot restaurants in their area, as well as the Scoville score for every item on the menu. Don't know what a Scoville score is? Yeah. Call rookie at one eight hundred sex food. Not to be confused with 1-800-FOOD-SEX. And he will tell you how you can score with his Scoville score secrets. Call now. Operators are standing by. I take it the, the, the Scoville score must be the rating of uh, how hot a spice is. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have to go to... You're down there on Concord. You're going to have to go to Jersey's and get the effing hot burger. Why did this, uh, why did this uh, uh, emailer, Tim, say this is groundbreaking research from St. Cloud State University? I didn't see that. Uh, it's from the Sun in the UK, where they'll. This is right up their alley to have a story like this, however meaningless it might be. That spicy food uh, apparently interests your mate, and he's saying you do have a million dollar idea here for a buck ninety nine. You call you, 
You get the uh, and you get the local hot food restaurants, jalapeno at, pancakes, and the Scoville score, which would inform you about the aha uh, uh-huh. the uh, deal there. All right. Well, we'll somebody else file the paperwork. Let me know when it's all set. We'll go. All right. I can't take us to break. You'll have to. Uh, I can do that, yeah. Joe. Uh, we're going to go right here. Garage Logic will return right after this. stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Have you ever heard of a fruit called a durian? D-U-R-I-A-N? I have not. Apparently it's the smelliest fruit in the world. In a good way or a bad way? I guess in a bad way. It emptied out a library in Australia because somebody thought there was a gas leak. And it turns out it was this piece of fruit that was left rotting in the cupboard. Well, do you remember the stink flower, Freddie Glass, the late great Freddie Glass that would bring in every once in a while? I've never heard of a durian. It looks like a cross between a avocado and a grapefruit or something. I can't. Like a durian, mate. Uh, But apparently, when they go foul, yeah, they they had to evacuate five hundred people and they had to bring in the hazmat teams and the whole deal. Uh, Why wouldn't they know about the durian? I don't know. It's in Australia. Everything there will kill you. Yeah, it must be a native plant, though. Everything in Australia will kill you. Spiders, snakes. Anything on the outback. Anything. Fruit. How come this show is done already? I don't know. And I I just don't know. Wow. 1500 ESPN. Can't slow it down either. Is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. Heinrich Royce. Yeah. Is about to join us. Mr. Heinrich Royce. 73 degrees, Joe.